So it's, it's always like you're always challenging yourself. It's kind of like tempering chocolate. You are like, is he going to come out or not? And it's like, like macarons, you're like, put your heads in, in the front of the oven. You are like, please, please, please. Because when you make so much, to like like someone who is like this wildly accomplished baker, and you're sitting there looking inside the oven, going, "Yeah, I don't know." Every time. This is Salt to Taste, a podcast about extraordinary food and the people behind it. Brought to you by Pana, the cooking app that gives you step-by-step video recipes from master chefs. In this episode, you'll hear the story of Sebastian Ruxel. Sebastian grew up in France in the Loire Valley and began his culinary education at a very early age. He went on to work for Thomas Keller as the pastry chef for one of the world's best restaurants, the French Laundry. Sebastian has won multiple awards for his work as a pastry chef and is the co-author of Bouchon Bakery, a number one New York Times bestseller. I, I'm actually not even sure how to pronounce your name. Let me see if I get it right. Do I have to say it with a French accent? It's up to you. Sebastian Ruxel. You were in charge of pastry for all of the Keller properties. Correct. At one point. Per se, French Laundry, Bouchon, probably the, one of the core founders of Bouchon Bakery. Like, how did, how did uh, what was the break that got you that? Well, I met Thomas at a James Beer a World Party in New York City in a W Hotel in, uh, on Lexington Avenue. That's where I met him first, and I was introduced to him and his girlfriend, Laura, and I had no idea where he was, and everybody was like, oh, this is Thomas Keller, but the best new chef, you know? I was like, okay, I don't know. I never heard of him. And this is like, what, 15 years ago? This is uh, well, uh, more than that. I'm right. 1999. So you, you met Thomas in the war, and then what happens? Then uh, a few months later, uh, my ex-wife saw an ad in um, New York Times saying he was seeking a pastry chef for French Laundry. And then she didn't tell me, but she took my, my resume and she sent it to him. Your wife? Yeah. Is the reason Which, yeah. you got a gig yeah. working for Keller. Mm-hmm. She, she gets your resume. She knew, she knew where it was, and she was like, this is amazing. And she knew that I wanted to go back to fine dining, because that's where I came from, from Europe. Uh-huh. And I was kind of like waiting for something to happen. And she, she did it for me. And I'll always be thankful for that, because she did it. Then one day I come, I come home from work. I was living on 81st Street. And I look at the answering machine, and there's a message on it. And I just press it, and it was Laura's sister. There was Thomas's assistant at the time saying, you know, we'd love to have you over. We can fly you on labor weekend. Just come for four days. We take care of you. So you go, you get a call to go out there. They fly you out there. Yeah, I spend the weekend there. He just, uh, he has me over. Uh, and I was like, do I need to get ready to have anything, you know, to show you, whatever. He's like, no, 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 just come check out Yonville. Just hang out in Napa. You know, I'll put you up in the hotel and just come and see me. So I go there met with him, and then he was like, oh, can you do a few things for me? I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, I wasn't prepared for that, you know what I mean? And uh, so I managed to like put stuff together. He asked you to like, what was the thing you made for him? Uh, he wanted to see a few plated dessert. He wanted me to make like ice creams and sorbets and make uh, croissant by hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, that sounds so like I managed to do 
Well, I had one and a half day to do that. To make a croissant by hand? Yeah. Well, it seems like that's enough time. Oh, plenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like a challenge, you know? It's like you expect not to do any of that, and then you show up and it's like, okay, you need to do all those things for me. I'll see you tomorrow at, you know, 3 p.m. You know, I got scared, and I was kind of, I took care of, you know, challenge. I'm like, I got to challenge myself here. There is an opportunity, I got to grab it. Oh, actually, the night before, that's what kills me. The night before he had me for dinner, he sent me so much food. The next day I kind of wake up like food hangover slash champagne hangover. Right. So the next day when you have to go to work, you're a little bit like, this is rough. No, and it worked out fine. You know, we, we met at the end of the weekend, I remember on the bench outside. And then uh, a few days later, he made me an offer. You start cooking at what age? Well, my aunt had a restaurant, so I used to spend my vacation there. Your parents owned a restaurant, so you grew up with this. I grew up with this, yeah. I always felt, like, comfortable in the environment right. of a restaurant. I started on the savory side when I was uh, 16 years old. And then savory? I, savory side, yes. Yeah. And then I worked for, it was like a Michelin-style restaurant, not far from where I live. <laughs> so I managed to make my way in the kitchen on the savory side. And I really, you know, I enjoyed myself. I really liked it. And then during a summer, the restaurant that I worked for had a, a space next door and he decided to open a pastry shop. So I went there and uh, I had best time of my life. It was like one of the best summer of my life. How did you go from 16 years old cooking in uh, the Loire Valley to, you know, pretty much the pastries are for one of the world's best chefs? Well, I would say, Opportunities, grabbing them, luck, be there at the right time, and walk my ass off. So, what is it about the macaroon? Maca. Wait, wait, let me see if I don't F this up. <laughs> macaron. 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 Like, I don't know. What is it about that for the French? For the French, um, I would say that it became a very, so it's very sweet, very delicate, very challenging to make, and very, uh, at the time it was very like fancy. It was one of the, you know, they came from a store called La Durée in yeah. France. They, they created, and then for them it's kind of like their standard and the, their reputation. And La Durée, I've been there. That's a pretty magical. It is magical. I think it's a magical shop. Everything they do from the, the design, the, the, the boxes, the, you know, I think the, the reputation is widely known. Yeah. Like people go there from everywhere and it's they just true. want to grab macarons. That's, that's all they want. And do you think like, is it like the bread shop? Do you think everyone in Paris or in France has their place they go to get their macarons? I think so. It's kind of like, uh, like the baguette. You know, everybody goes to the, you know, it's, you go to the pastry shop, you buy your baguette, you buy your bread, the, the, your daily bread. The macaroon was like, that was the, that was. For me, that was like. That was the that's thing. That's what triggered my, my real interest. And what um, was it about it? Well, the, the attention to detail, how complicated it was to hand it up with a little sandwich, all those, the things that were very important to make it well, from the color on the bottom to the shell, the crispy shell, and the inside being moist. 
And when I saw all the steps and the dedication that it took to get that, for me it was like, wow, it's very impressive. And who and how did Bouchon Bakery come around? Like, what was that? The, the, well, the real story was everything in the restaurant, we were doing everything. Everything? Everything. Because, you know, it has the garden, we go pick up the stuff and bring it to the restaurant. You know, that's the beauty of Napa. Yeah. And then the one thing we were not doing was bread. We had to buy the bread from a bakery far away. And we were always like, wish we could make it, but there was no way, you know, the restaurant was so small. Right. Then, but it's like, I really need to make my own bread. So he kind of like took the building, put like minimum equipment in there and it's like a small counter and then we had to turn it into a, into a bakery, you know, to make it more, you know, to make profit, you know, instead to just make the bread for the restaurant, we actually had to make it. It's amazing. For like, the for the people. So you know. get the bread for the restaurant, you open up a whole new thing and it turns out to be something that's yeah, hugely successful. And he always had something in mind, you know, he went from the bakery to the bistro. Yeah. Then people started to approach him and, you know, went to Las Vegas. Yeah. That was the first. Kind of you find your way. The opportunity finds you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was kind of the right time, you know, yeah. for him. Yeah. And I think for us too, we were given a lot of chances and opportunity. Young guys like Grant or Eric or, you know, and I think we all have something given to us and just and grab it, it. Yeah. and do it. You learn from like one of the best. Yep. And from there, you ride your way up the pastry ladder. Yeah. But I, th I gave up everything to go up everything, families, like time, you know, yeah. it was nonstop. It was just like endless, endless day and night, kind of like pushing myself to like go somewhere. Did that whet your appetite? Head over to panacooking.com or download our app. 